Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church Podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Hey everyone, I simply want to begin by saying today that if you consider yourself a part of the Anchor family or if you just popped in to check us out today or if you're somewhere in between, we are just so grateful that you've joined us today. Due to the life-altering events that are happening all around us and frankly because we're doing our best to discern the times we're living in, we have been in a series that is based on the armor of God. For the past few weeks, we have uh, turned our attention to arming ourselves with truth. We've talked about arming ourselves with righteousness. Last week, we talked about arming ourselves with peace. And today, I want us to turn our attention to arming ourselves with faith. So let's begin by reading our foundational passage of Scripture for this series one more time. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verses 10 through 18. This is the NIV translation. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I want to pause there for a second because I believe these first three verses remind us that not only is our fight not with the physical things or with people that we can see in this world, but it also reminds us that our weapons and our strategies for this fight can't come from this world or this world's ways either. In fact, uh, rather than, uh, I just think if we're going to be successful in this fight, that we must see that our weapons and our strategies have to come from the spiritual realm where our God rules and reigns. It's because of these things Paul goes on to tell us. We're going to pick it up in verse 13. It says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now here's our key verse for today. It says in verse 16, In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. The Amplified actually says to lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish or quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And then it goes on to say, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions. So as we focus on verse 16 in particular today, I want you to notice something. I want you to notice that the apostle Paul never said that we have the ability to stop the enemy from shooting arrows at us. In fact, he just simply said that we would have the ability to extinguish or to quench the flaming arrows once they were shot at us. So I don't know about you, but it's my personal belief if we're going to be successful in doing what Paul said here, if we're going to extinguish the enemy's arrows, 
it is more important for us to understand the shield we have been given than it is for us to spend a whole bunch of time trying to figure out the variety of flaming arrows the enemy is firing at us and in this world at this moment. So with all that said, let's take the same approach that we've taken for the past few weeks. Uh, let's dive in and let's look at the armor a Roman soldier would have worn during this time period. Now, once again, Historians and theologians tell us that there were two kinds of shields that a Roman soldier would have owned. The first one was actually a small round shield that was beautifully decorated with engravings. But because this type of shield was too small to protect a soldier in battle, in other words, it would have left him too exposed, its primary purpose was centered around its use for pageantry and public parades and ceremonies. Whereas the second kind of shield a Roman soldier would have owned was altogether different. It was wide in its width and it was long in its length. In fact, it was shaped like a, like a door. This particular shield was anything but fancy because in most cases it was made of multiple layers, even up to six layers of thick animal hide that had been tanned and tightly woven together, making it exceptionally strong and durable. As far as its purpose is concerned, because of this shield's particular size and strength, it was the one the Roman soldier would have carried into battle, mainly because it was designed to, once again, completely cover or to protect his entire body in the fight. So as you can expect, uh, it was this second kind of shield that Paul was referring to in Ephesians 6 when he wrote about a believer's shield of faith. Now, with that said, I personally believe one of the first things that the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is trying to tell us here in this behind-the-scenes illustration in verse 16 is that God has given us as believers enough faith to completely cover us in this life. Meaning that just as a Roman soldier's shield uh, completely covered them, God has given each one of us an adequate, strong, and durable faith that will help us to walk through any circumstance, positive or negative, that we will ever face in this life. Now, when we think about that, how can you and I be so sure that that's the case? It's really simple because the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says this. It says, God has dealt or God has given to each one a measure of faith. So how much faith did he give us in this measure? I'm here to tell you today that he gave us enough, that he has given us enough faith to make certain that we are covered not only against the attacks of the enemy, but also for every task and assignment that he would ever call us to. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that this measure somehow absolves us from all personal responsibility to grow in our faith. On the contrary, guys, we, we need to remember that when it comes to our spiritual journey, God is always faithful to do His part. But guess what? It's still up to us to do our part as well. In other words, God is the one who provides us with the shield of faith the moment we are born again. But it is totally up to us to care for it and to develop it once it has been given to us. Let me explain what I mean by this. One of the things that I personally found intriguing as I was studying for today was the great lengths a Roman soldier needed to go through to properly care for his shield. 
Even though a soldier's shield was designed to be as tough as steel, we got to remember, guys, it was still made of leather. And as many of us know, when leather isn't properly cared for, over time it'll become dry, it'll become stiff, it'll become brittle. And so if a soldier's shield ever got to that point, it would have easily cracked when it was put under pressure and could have even fallen to pieces if it was hit hard enough by the enemy in a conflict. Therefore, to ensure this never happened, especially in the heat of battle when their lives were on the line, each Roman soldier was given a daily schedule to maintain their shields. I want to say that again, that they were given a daily schedule to maintain their shields. And it went like this. Every morning when a soldier woke up, he would immediately take a small vial of oil in his hand. And after he saturated a piece of cloth with the oil from the vial, he would take the shield in his other hand and he would actually begin to rub that thick ointment of oil into the leather portions of his shield to keep it soft and to keep it pliable. This process might seem insignificant and monotonous to many of us. That is until you realize that the soldier's very life could one day depend on not his ability to fight, but his willingness and his faithfulness to daily maintain his shield. It is even be said that in battle, a well-oiled shield would actually deflect the arrows and the weapons of the enemy. Likewise, because the shield Paul is referring to here is a representation of our faith, this tells us that our shield of faith, like a Roman soldier's shield, needs to be properly maintained as well. Now, how do we do that? How do we maintain our shield of faith? It's by doing this, by continually positioning ourselves to receive a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit's life, a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit's power, presence, and key word here, a fresh touch of His anointing on our lives. Now, I'm sure many of you already know this, but the word anoint actually means to rub or to smear oil on someone. So when you hear someone say, wow, that person was anointed, or maybe hear someone say, man, that song or that prayer or that sermon, it was really anointed by God. What is that person actually saying? What do they really mean when they say that? Here's what they're saying. They're saying that God's hand and that God's touch is on that person. He's on that individual, that, that God has literally uh, personally rubbed or smeared a strong presence of who he is on that individual. Or we can even say that he has rubbed or smeared a strong presence of the Holy Spirit onto their lives. Now, because of this, I personally believe that you and I and every believer should be praying on a, on a regular basis, God, I ask that you would lay your hand on my life. God, I ask that you would anoint me for your purpose and that you would anoint me for your glory, that we would literally say, God, I need a fresh touch of your presence on my life today. In fact, for this very reason, I believe David said this in Psalm 92, verse 10. He said this, he said, I am anointed with fresh oil for your service. I love that. that. I'm anointed with fresh oil. Gang, here's the point I'm trying to make. Without this fresh oil, without this fresh anointing on our lives, it is so easy for our faith to become dry and to become hard and to become stiff and brittle. Truthfully, without a fresh touch of God on our life, it is so easy for our faith to begin to feel old. If we continue to ignore uh, the measure of faith God has freely given us by allowing it to go undeveloped and allowing it to become stale, by never 
you know, desiring to go deeper by never seeking a fresh anointing or fresh touch from heaven upon our lives. After a while, we discover, we will discover that when a challenge comes our way, we will find that our shield didn't stand up under the attack of the enemy like we thought it would. I can tell you from my front row seat as a pastor that when people ignore their personal responsibility in developing their faith, it never fails. At some point when a spiritual conflict breaks out in their lives in due time, it's almost like clockwork, their undeveloped faith will begin to break into pieces and it'll fall apart under the contact and under the hits of the enemy in their lives. Now, truth be known, most people don't start out that way. Most people don't start off, uh, you know, defeated. Typically, after a period of time, what happens is, is they just lose their hunger. They just lose their drive for the things of God. They get distracted by many things in this world, and they begin to make the mistake that many, many people make, and it's this. They begin to think that they can just live their Christian lives off of yesterday's touch, off of yesterday's encounter, off of yesterday's experience, yesterday's knowledge, yesterday's revelation, yesterday, keyword once again, yesterday's anointing, whatever word you want to put in that blank. But the point is this, is after a while, that steam and that momentum of all of that stuff from yesterday, it will run out. Now, I don't know about you, but... When I hear all that, I just have to say, I don't want any of that to happen to me. I want to personally continue to care for and to grow in the measure of faith that God has given me. And I just believe if that's going to happen in our lives, then we will need to continue to position ourselves to be touched by the anointing and by the presence of God. Amen. Another thing I thought was interesting as I was studying all this was this. Another reason the Roman soldier shields were fashioned out of leather was because before they would go into a battle, they would actually take their shields and they would put them in a tub of water and they would leave them there soaking until their shields were completely saturated with water. Now, maybe you're sitting here wondering, why would they do that? Like, like, wouldn't if that thing just sat there and it soaked up all that water, wouldn't it just make it even heavier than it already was? Uh, the answer is yes. But the purpose of saturating their shields was because their enemies would typically use arrows that carried fire, just as Paul referred to in Ephesians chapter 6. So if by chance one of those arrows hit their shield because it was so saturated with water, because it was so wet, it would immediately extinguish or quench the fire. With all that in mind, listen to what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. He said, so that he, talking about himself, might sanctify or set apart the church, that's us, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word of God. I'm going to say that again. Having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word of God. I'm sure most of us know, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes or our faith grows or it expands or it increases by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we add to that truth by applying what Paul is saying here in Ephesians chapter 5, this means that as we continue to position ourselves to read and to study and to apply the word of God to our lives, not only will our faith or our shield grow, but we will actually begin to saturate our shield of faith with the water of the Word of God as well. So as we saturate our lives, as we saturate our shields of faith, we too, I believe, just like the Roman soldiers, will have the power to extinguish and to quench the flaming arrows of the enemy. 
Let's read once again our main verse uh, of today one more time. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. It says, In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. Notice the next part and have faith for this. It says, With which you can extinguish or quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So here's what I believe is the takeaway for all of us today. When we properly care and develop our shield of faith by positioning ourselves to be anointed by the Holy Spirit in a, in a faithful position of prayer, of worship in the Word, and when we continually saturate our lives with the Word of God, an unseen connection between the power of God and the operation of faith in our lives begins to take place. This divine connection will not only build a wall of defense around us to protect us from the tactics of the enemy, but it will also position us to move forward in the power of God, which enables us to fulfill the mission that God has called each one of us individually and corporately to complete. Before we close, I want to add one simple thought to all of this. While a Roman soldier could carry a shield to fight one enemy at a time. There's no doubt that his shield was not big enough to fight off or to defend himself from an attack of an entire army. Therefore, when a group of Roman soldiers were threatened by an attack from a large number of enemies, they would actually quickly line up shoulder to shoulder because on the side of their uh, massive door-shaped like shields, there were actually small hinges that would fasten their shields together. After all their shields were securely connected one to another, they would begin to march in unison towards the enemy. Because their shields were attached, it gave this appearance of a large wall of armor moving across the battlefield, allowing them to steadily, aggressively, and confidently move close to the enemy without taking casualties. So with that in mind, I want you to know today that while I'm extremely grateful for the individual faith that you possess that enables you to stand and to fight against the attacks of the enemy in your own life, I still feel impressed to tell you today that the onslaught of the enemy that we are currently facing in our nation and around the world isn't a one man or a one woman's fight. This tells us that our faith isn't big enough as individuals, so we need to recognize our need for each other. Because of this, I believe it's imperative that we, as the body of Christ, learn how to follow the example of the ancient Roman armies, that it's time for us as believers to stand shoulder to shoulder, attaching our shields of faith to others' shields of faith, so that we can begin to march spiritually forward in a steady, in a confident, and a unified way. Guys, remember the Bible tells us that one can set a thousand to flight, but two can set 10,000 to flight. Remember that the word tells us in Psalm 133 that God commands his life and his blessings and his anointing where unity is found. Remember what the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 that it says that when the whole body is joined or when the whole body is knit together, that it causes growth for the entire body. Therefore, I just believe in this, that it is uh, from this position of faith and from this position of unity that we can effectively combat and defeat the plans of the enemy in our region, in our state, and yes, even in our nations. I'm just crazy enough to believe that, man, great things will begin to happen when we begin to pray and when we begin to move together as one. So as we close today, I simply want to ask you a few questions. My first question for you today is this, is how much oil of the Holy Spirit do you have on your shield today? 
Second question is this, is how saturated is your shield with the Word of God today? The third question I have is simply this, is how connected are you today to other believers in the spirit of unity? So if you're sitting there today and you just simply say this, man, I need a fresh touch of heaven today. I need the fresh oil, the fresh anointing on my life today. If you're sitting there and you're being honest with yourself, you're like, man, I really need a fresh hunger for God's word today. And lastly, if you're there and you say, I need a heart that desires unity, I simply want to pray for you and we'll close. So Father, thank you today, God, for every person that's watching. Father, I thank you for the honesty that's in their hearts. And Lord, we just simply say today, God, that we are grateful that you've given us a shield of faith. And so Lord, today, I just pray, God, that fresh oil, God, would come upon people's lives, even at this moment, God, where they're at, God, a fresh touch of your presence and your glory in their lives. And Father, I pray, God, they're in, in the spot today where they need, God, just new hunger and fresh hunger for your word today. God, God, I ask that you would grant it. God, I ask that you would give it in Jesus' name. And lastly, Lord, if they're sitting there today and they're like, God, I really need to have a heart of unity. Lord, I pray that you would simply help all of us, God, to lay aside our own agendas and our own personal focus and our own personal goals. And God, that you would help us walk in the spirit of unity as the body of Christ. And so, Lord, today, God, I bless your people, God, to walk in the full armor of God. And Father, I bless them, God, to be in a position where their shield would grow and it would strengthen, God, for your glory, for your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.